So we stand in front of Dollar Tree and basically Such as this, this thing here. Alright, I'm excited to have a guest. RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one YouTube talk show. It's Monday night, the sixth day of the month of June. Excited to be back for a double portion of uh, video action here. Looking forward to connecting, finding out what's on your radar. As always, want to make sure I uh, get a chance to uh, give a quick shout out to all those that are a part of the community, uh, new or old. Let me know where you're watching from. And uh, we'll love to acknowledge your presence. Got a couple topics here. And one of the most interesting topics that really caught my attention was how for some reason it seemed like whenever there's some type of election here in the U.S. that's coming up, there always happened to be a large uh, caravan of people coming up to this country uh, months before (laughs) the election time. So we got midterm coming up in November. Here we are now, June, what was it, five months away and uh, just uh, it looks like the largest amount of people from a variety of countries uh, heading this way. You know, how <laughs> how crazy can things get? We're going to find out. But anyway, a couple other stu- subjects worth touching on and uh, more importantly, looking to find out what you guys have been keeping an eye on. So br- definitely, I need you to bring some topics to the table. Let me know what you've been keeping an eye on. As always, want to make sure that people are able to share uh stories directly whether it be videos or whatever crosses your radar so you can send uh videos or article news articles to rtd new rtd news at protonmail.com and i'll definitely try to grab them and uh, bring it to the bring it to the fold but more importantly the best place to connect is on telegram and discord where the community can see them directly in real time anytime throughout the day so that's the place where the community gathers throughout the day to share thoughts and ideas and uh, things of that nature. But anyway, hope everyone's doing well. First time viewers, if any out there, let me know where you're watching from. And also, if you're returning, make sure you click that bell notification so that you'll be notified when we do go live and hit that subscribe button. And if you don't mind, hit the thumbs up button ahead of time. Hopefully the algorithms notify a few more people. All right. So let me jump into the chat real quick. It looks like, you know, the, from the time I click go live until a, a good portion of people get here, it takes some time. So obviously people are not being notified in real time the way that I would like for them to, but it is what it is. Any ideas and suggestions on how to better connect with you know more people in real time, feel free to let me know. Always looking to learn how to do things. All right, let me uh, get right into the chat real quick. So we got a nice little lengthy one here uh, from SDRC92126. Okay, might want to slim that up a little bit for me. It says, a friend was a teacher in a border town, a lot of children from illegal immigrants. Uh, she told me that uh, the parents of the three of her students were from Russia. That was almost 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, that goes to play into how, apart from the numbers we've been told, we don't know who's scattered out amongst those people that's heading this way. But uh, once again, it's not by coincidence. Somebody's footing that bill. And I got my suspicions who that might be, but uh, we'll get on that. But anyway, we got, it says gas prices in Mendocino, California is $10 a gallon. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, Barlight Broker checking in, Belly Dance. We got Mr. Belvedere checking in, Mass Administrator, Bougie Prepper, Digital Assets, Jared checking in, Clayton Cole from Philly. Appreciate you, man. We got my rural uh, maker life checking in as well. The title, why would they want to come to our country and decline? Uh, great question. I mean, they're obviously being so I remember talking about this a year or two ago during the whole presidential election last year and how there was a large amount of uh, migrants moving this way. And, and no doubt it was, they were being compensated. They were being paid. There was more enough alternative journalists down around the border area just shining light on how a lot of the Democratic side, as well as just the people who fund a lot of these NGOs, uh, we're out there making promises and providing food, water and things along the way and even giving checks, putting money in people's hands to keep moving further north. So I wouldn't doubt if it was the same type of situation, because the goal ultimately is to distract, divert our attention and further destabilize uh, society in general. And if you can do it by just simply giving somebody a $50 you know, handshake or promising them that you'll get through the border right away. And and of course, by the time. The group of people get here amongst all the other thousands of people probably at the border still because who knows what's really going on down there apart from people who are close to the border. So if we got any people in the community that you know are living down there close to the border, let us know what's happening in real time according to what you see. But more than likely, there's definitely gaps throughout the border areas to where people are able to get through because uh, to my knowledge, I don't think the whole border gate was actually completed to prevent people from just coming through illegally. And that's all. No, it's the process. There's a way to get it done correctly. But once again, when you're trying to destabilize and to further uh, just cause problems, you know, the rule of law is irrelevant. But anyway, um, Ed says gas is 509 in Ohio. Illinois is 509. So it looks like the price of gas might be a topic we could touch on tonight. Uh, it says rent. What's that? Rent is so high in my city, 800 a month for a 447 square foot apartment. Mr. Belvedere, that's real. All right, let's keep it moving. Else, we got here Tony B checking in. Road King sixty four. Ukraine should surrender and remain neutral. Uh, what needless life of lo- needless loss of life. Road King sixty four. Uh, yeah, once again, like you know, there's so many narratives coming out of that country. Unless you're there in real time, uh, I question much of what we're hearing from that region. The photos we see, all the video footage that comes from the Western media, you have to take it. You have to question it a hundred percent, just because. Those are the same news sources that are also pumping and pushing the fact that Ukraine is winning. I'm not sure what the hell they're winning, even though America's sending them. I'm hearing old, outdated, you know, military equipment and stuff like that. So, you know, you can't we can't trust nothing these days, man. But I know because of the greater agenda, I, I believe everything that's being told to us is a damn lie. And so I automatically assume it's the opposite, which I could be wrong. But I feel more comfortable thinking opposite of the way that we're being taught and told to think just for the sake of my own comfort. But until we get more uh, confirmation from people on the ground there or other alternative media journalists out there, you know, with boots on the ground, I take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, Nico says just paid four fifty five a gallon in Wyoming. Okay. So there are some spots out here where it's not too bad. Tommy boy pays $6.79 in Sacramento. So it looks like gas is a hot topic. So we got to definitely touch on that more. But uh, let me just jump right in and uh, get to some uh, some of the nitty gritty. Then I'll open, open the phone lines and feel free to have at it, man. Let me know what's, what's happening in your neck of the woods. So let's jump right in. So I want to start off with uh, this video footage here. So this is from a tweet 
that came out uh, this afternoon. Take of it what you may. Could be old, could be new, you don't know. But I do believe that there's a large amount of people who would love to come to this country for the hopes and opportunity of having better opportunity. I mean, once again, this country still is the greatest out of them all because you come here, there is abundance of opportunity for those that can, uh, you know, find it and create for themselves. But it says a new caravan of migrants of various nationalities leaves Tapachula in Mexico after the National Migration Institute of that country allowed the passage. So you got to ask yourself, you know, unless you're, you're familiar with that region down there, the National Migration Institute. So to me, that sounds like some type of NGO that's been funded by some people. Perhaps it may not be an official government entity and they might be uh, receiving uh, uh, what you call it, uh, donations, perhaps from some type of globalist destabilization organization to fund this type of activity. So that's just my first thought when I hear the words National Migration Institute, like who puts together, a, I guess, you know, a for-profit, non-profit to help people smuggle people on the surface, but then he probably do drugs and all types of other illegal activities underneath that disguised as the National Migration Institute. So, you know, I just, you know, plan around, but it says uh, a lot of the past says, the objective of these people is to reach the North. That is to border the U S. So here you see a video and you see the Venezuelan flag. If I'm not mistaken, that's Venezuela or could be Colombia. Not sure off the top of my head. I want to say Venezuela. I'll stick with that. But look at that line. We got uh, that could be a Honduras flag. So if that is what it is, that's a large amount of people in route right now. And most of them don't look they don't look like they too bad. They, you know, they dress nice. You know, they just, you know, for whatever it's worth, take up what you may. But a lot of those people look young. I see a lot of men. I see a lot of boys in that group. I don't see a lot of women. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I like the way like they're trying to sell this, but once again, we're told one thing, but expect the complete opposite. So anyway, what are we talking about here? Record caravan of 15,000. So once again, how do you get that number? Unless it was tallied up or we're being lied to on the surface. Uh, U.S. bound migrants uh, departs southern Mexico. And so that's a Honduras flag right there, if I'm not mistaken, if I got my flags correct. And amongst all types of other people back there, yeah, they marching like, you know, it's like it's a freedom rally. Like they come into the promised land. So somebody promised him something. But isn't it a coincidence that this is announced today at the same time Mexico decided to back out of the summit of Americas? And then all of a sudden we got people getting free passage through the country. So is this a deliberate destabilization or what? You know, you guys let me know. But uh, I'll read this real quick and then keep it moving. Want to get to some phone calls sooner than later. But I thought this article has a little bit more. Well, it's probably worth reading more just because it's coming from Mexico, whoever put this together. But it's from Tapachula, Mexico. This day it says a huge caravan of fifteen thousand, the most numerous of to date, departed out of southeast southeastern Mexico state of Chiapas, 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 on Monday, 
with the goal to reach the United States. It says the journey was timed to coincide with the uh, the beginning of the Summit of Americas, a five-day event in Los Angeles where the immigration issue will be a major focal point. So apart from Mexico backing out and all the, you know, the other four possible countries backing out because three were rejected, I guess they were going to talk about how to handle this influx of people coming from other countries to seek asylum and to get visas and to look for better life and accommodations, but uh, not quite sure how this type of activity will help other than cause more pressure on U.S. politicians. And of course, we can see the Biden administration coming out and saying, hey, we need to help these people. You know, we need to provide clothing, shoes, shelter. And of course, they, they, they attempted to throw out the stimulus check. But there's that last year, I think there's a you know caravan coming up. So once again, you never know. Our government is mighty generous towards foreigners. They do they do a much better job of providing for foreigners with Ukraine aid and all types of stuff. Rather than here in America, United States of America, rather we got homeless crisis, we got unaffordability of everything, and we got the Biden administration shutting down energy and you know all types of stuff that just don't make sense. But uh, to be expected when you're going through a reset process, it's just confusion. Anyway, there's a lot of other things out here, but here's it says the director. Here's a, here's a question. Here's another thing here. The director of the non-governmental organization, the Centro de Dignificacion Humana Center for Human Dignity, said a total of 5,000 families have gathered in the caravan, including nearly 93% women and 30%, and I'm sorry, 93, 93 pregnant women, I'm sorry, and 3,000 children. And based on that video, you and I saw, I ain't see too many kids. Damn sure don't see no women. So take up it what you may. Anyway, this is just more stuff worth talking about. How crazy can things get? We're going to find out. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, just couldn't come at a better time that Mexican president decided to uh, skip out on uh, coming to the Summit of America just because a couple of his homies were not included. He's trying to, you know, set us, you know, basically put his foot down and say, hey, you're not inviting my other homies, my other commie homies. I'm not coming either, but I'll send some people your way. I'll send 15,000 or so free passage on us. Keep it moving. And uh, here's some other news worth talking about. I think this could be good for the silver market, especially. And the question I would wonder is why uh, would Biden, of course, other than the green agenda and net zero carbon emissions and all that stuff. So. Biden waives solar panel tariffs for four countries, invokes defense law. So <clears throat> waiving tariffs basically will allow free passage of solar panels, which means that on the other end of that, more companies in those four countries will definitely look to crank up production. And in doing so, they're going to need silver. So barring them having a nice little stockpile of silver in their vaults or easy access to it, then again, they're going to have to go out into the open market and look to get them get some get their hands on some silver, and then that can also you know cause the price to uh, you know go up slightly for whatever it's worth. But you better believe the futures market will slam that down. But like I always say, at some point there will be a decoupling from the paper and the what you can get in your hand price, and so it's just a matter of being patient. But we're going to definitely see more of this solar panel talk, green energy, because you can't have a green future without using uh, real world metals in particular silver for all this energy that they're trying to uh, create as they cut off the smokestacks and everything else they try to do. But anyway, to move on. Um, 
So here's just more information there. Biden orders the emergency steps to boost U.S. solar production. So in this emergency of solar production, you need silver to do that, as well as a couple other base metals. So uh, I don't think we have an inventory readily available for U.S. manufacturers. So where would that metal come from? I don't know, but U.S. solar manufacturers will definitely be looking for some affordable silver. Now, what's affordable? We'll find out, but it will not definitely be this price of $22.06 for an ounce. You have to pay a lot more than that, I'm sure, to get bulk. And most people, in the form of looking to stay ahead of the inventory, they're not going to go out and try to, you know, of course, they're going to more than likely go borrow so they can buy ahead of time and have surplus. So they're going to try to get as much as they can while the getting is good, while the, you know, perhaps the credit is still available to be able to, you know, ramp up production for solar panels. Therefore, they're going to try to get their hands on a lot of silver. So we'll see how that takes off. But once again, don't worry about the price. It's a true stable coin. It has to go up. Can never go to zero. Hands down. Because it's needed. Anything that comes from the periodic table can never go to zero because mankind needs it to sustain themselves. So, yeah, that's where true value is found. But anyway, next subject here. Keep it moving. Um, This is something that uh, is fresh off the press. You may not hear about this anywhere else. But I thought I would bring it to you here because it plays right into Latin America and China's presence there. And I actually saw somebody in the comment section take of it what you may. They mentioned that uh, they I don't know if they can, you know, take, you know, once again, until it's confirmed, you never know. But my suspicion would be that if it's not already, it definitely will be a much stronger presence of actual military Chinese military presence bordering the U.S., in particular, Latin America and South America, where I know for sure uh, they have presence in Venezuela, because we've talked about that before. Wherever China has invested their funds to help build out infrastructure, as well as to further uh, spread uh, their manufacturing bases into those nations, you better believe Xi Jinping will have an interest to make sure that their assets are secure from western i you know primarily u.s intervention so i wouldn't be surprised if there were some military presence in a lot of countries beneath us and in particular the countries that are on the u.s hit list which happens to be nicaragua i know that there is a canal and this article talks about the canal that is being built i want to say is that is that uh was it that costa rica if i'm not mistaken but it's a it's a it's a pretty lengthy article a lot of nuggets in here but ultimately what it boils down to is we're being told here that the u.s military now they're concerned that uh there could be a incoming chinese military presence there to help protect their assets same thing i just mentioned and so once again The U.S. loves to surround nations, but the U.S. does not want to be surrounded. So how fair is that? I don't know. But uh, this is just the games that are played all in the name of helping more countries become more democratic for whatever that's worth. But a lot of good stuff here. And so it gives some pictures about Chinese Xi Jinping, uh, how he was in uh, was this uh, canal, uh, Panama Canal. December, two, uh, December 2018, and it talks about all the funds they spent in Latin America and the Caribbeans and things of that nature. And 
surveillance technology, live, being in those areas already to keep an eye on their assets. And it's just a wealth of stuff down there. It lets us know that, you know, who would you be a fool not to think that China is not down there watching their own. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. But it's good to say. And so this all started on the fact that with Mexico deciding to pull back, them allowing a caravan of migrants to come through there, I wouldn't be surprised if there's also heavy uh, Chinese influence in Mexico as well, just because I've heard people in the comment section talking about uh, the Mexican president uh, more leaning towards the communist side of governance, which resembles what could be happening in other nations that might be shifting right out, outright towards the east with their governance model, i.e. social credit scores and all that other stuff is coming. So who knows? Anyway, a couple more articles here. Uh, this is the one I just showed a minute ago. Uh, this is interesting as well because this plays right into the summer travel for those that are looking to do some things. But it says American CEO says the airline has grounded 100 planes because it doesn't have enough pilots to fly them. And so just two years ago, a year and a half ago, I remember the forcing of employees to participate in an experiment uh, by September of last year. And if you did not do it, you would lose your job. And so a lot of, air, you know, a lot of, you know, people quit. Some people got exemptions. Some people, you know, unfortunately took it and are no longer here. You'll never hear about those individuals. But due to the complete foolishness by these CEOs, now they're going to have to slow down travel, as well as a lot of other CEOs right now talking about how they are having problems finding employees. And on top of that, the cost to keep things going is becoming a burden. So they're going to ultimately have to make some tough decisions anyway. So um, I, I guess it, it was worth it for the little bit of PPP that they receive. But right now I'm sure that PPP does not help whatsoever when you're losing money outright, but this is just the world we're living in people. And then on the last note here, I, f I came across this uh, from investment watchdog, which gives a lot of interesting graphs to just show real-time activity of a lot of factors in our economy. And so this uh, little graph here, it says, this is from Marcus and Mayhem. It says, this is an important chart. It says, global food prices are surging to all-time highs, well past levels that uh, caused the significant economic unrest in the past, referring to the Arab Springs. And so just looking at the visual aids, you can see what's going on here. And so as of right now, we have already just in the beginning of this year, surpassed the prices of food on average that led to the Arab Springs in the Middle East. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there are more events like that in the Middle East area, especially in Africa, as I'm hearing more about Africa. And I actually saw one of the African, you know, uh, collaboration parties or something like that that represents a variety of countries. They're also pivoting from the Western agenda and they're trying to buddy up with Russia again because they are in need of help. I think it was one of their uh, African representatives met with Putin last week and they're trying to open up trade and get things rolling again because they can't afford to starve their people. So this is just something that's worth bringing to people's attention because the more or the, the higher the price of food and the less likely people can afford it, the greater the chance of there being social unrest and governments losing control and the last thing governments would want to do right now before this whole agenda, if if it, it actually, if it's something they can actually execute, they got to at least keep people semi-fed because if they lose complete control, there'll be no getting it back in an orderly fashion to execute their own evil agenda. So, and now here's another interesting little graph here, and I'll open up the phone lines in a minute. So feel free to have your thoughts, ideas, questions ready 
to talk, but feudal fertilizer prices. So this was actually says, uh, and there, there, and there's still plenty of room uh, to move meaningfully higher in food prices as fertilizer prices have outstripped the rising crops. So just looking at this visual aid here, you got the crop index and the fertilizer index surpasses that damn near by, you know, damn, damn near doubles that or does double that. And so that's just that much more higher food prices can go to try to compensate for the cost of fertilizer because you're not going to be out here spending a buku amounts of fertilizer if you can't return it or get good returns when it comes to actually producing crops with that fertilizer. So something will have to give. So more than likely the prices of the food will have to somewhere come closer to that uh, in a, in a hole. So anyway, I can rant for more, but I'm not, uh, let's talk. Let's open the phone lines. Um, uh, curious to hear what's on your radar. Feel free to let me know what's uh, happening out here. Lots of things worth touching on. We'll love to hear from everybody. Let me open up the airways and uh, yeah, bring some subjects to the table. This is your time to let your voice be heard. We'll love to hear from you guys directly. And I see there's lots of thoughts in the chat. And also highlight at Rethinking the Dollar in the chat. It'll stand out and I'll try to share my two cents or am- answer to whatever, but all right, let me check in real quick. Uh, let me open up my screen some more so I can see. Lots of things is going down. Uh, Belly Dance says, thumbs up, man. Appreciate you. Definitely, people, if you don't mind, hit that thumbs up button. Hopefully more people are notified. Uh, Nick O says, Africa, need, Africa needs Russia for the wheat Ukraine is about to be cut off. That is uh, that's a possibility. All right, let's get us some calls. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm uh, Stephen. Uh, I'm in Milwaukee. How you doing, brother? Doing good, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, here I got three things I want to ask you. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Give it to me quick. I want to try to get as many calls as possible. Go ahead. Gotcha. Okay. You remember when uh, Joseph uh, stored up in seven years the grain? Right. They didn't have oxygen absorb uh, oxygen absorbers and mylar bags okay mm-hmm. i wonder how they did it my other question is this mm-hmm. no electricity mm-hmm. no movement of cryptos mm-hmm. okay right or 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 conventional debit credit cards or anything of that nature or your bank account gonna say the screen gonna not gonna cut on no internet more than likely but go ahead my last one is this if they are trying to de- if they say there's too many people on earth mm-hmm. they really don't need as many electric vehicles i'm wondering how silver i am a silver stacker but yeah. i wonder how silver plays into that so if they don't need as many cars due to the depopulation agenda then you talk about how does silver play into that as far as the actual price you know at that time they- whether or not they'll need it in abundance the no. way that we're projecting it will no, if they're trying to depopulate the earth, hmm. solar and batteries, how does silver benefit? Silver would benefit because there's already okay, so there's already a limited amount uh, in the manufacturer's coffers or possession, I believe, and so the price would have to go up to meet the demand, and so that. Like so, for as a for as a Tesla, I saw something about the prices for Tesla for you know lithium. Like lithium is another rare, or, you know, rare 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 metal, whatever. And so nickel, lithium, and all those items that go into a battery have surpassed the cost of them being able to actually 
reproduce that on an affordable in an affordable manner. So that means that they, you know, so Elon Musk is talking about now getting into mining so that he can supply himself with the stuff he needs for raw materials. So he's investing in it in the ground directly. A lot of these other manufacturers, you know, phone companies, internet companies, they're not going to be buying mines. So they're going to have to pay up if they want to get the metals needed in order to make those goods still. So there will be enough metals of any kind, but just for at what price will be the be, be the actual number that they're going to be concerned with, I think, if that makes any sense. So there's enough out there, but just what are they going to really want to pay for it to continue to make these phones? And then how affordable will the phones be if, if the majority of people don't have nothing and they're supposed to be happy with that? Like, how 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 is the consumption still going to remain as high if people are broke and, you know, and got no job? And, and apart from the UBI that's coming, you know, like, will you be putting your UBI into a new iPhone 16? I doubt it. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. But just throwing out some ideas there. <laughs> Hey, me too. I'm with you, brother. Hey, man. Appreciate you calling, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other ball game there because if the their 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 mission statement for this great reset to execute the fourth industrial revolution, the end result is that you'll own nothing to be happy. If that plan succeeds, then consumption won't be the same as it is now. Because your average Joe won't be concerned with their daily pleasures rather than their daily necessities. So just like all this Amazon stuff and door drops and door dad, all this stuff like gas prices based on the way they are right now. Uber, Lyft, dad, dad, you know, car dash, whatever. Who's going to be out there doing that if your gas costs ten dollars? Like we were talking about somebody in California said it was what, ten dollars a minute ago. Is that, you know, is that, you know, return on investment of your time and mileage in your car? Are you getting compensated enough for that? No. So Uber, Lyft, all those, you know, apps that do real world service of some kind. If it comes time to people having to drive and spend gas, ain't anybody doing that. So those are three companies going out of business or they're going to be scaled down. So it's going to be a little bit of pain in the short term for sure. And it's going to be in a, it's going to be a rebalancing of people's priorities. That's what it boils down to is. And I think. That's one thing that separates Americans in this, you know, in, in this day and age from the rest of the world, because all we've known is we can get whatever we want whenever we want it, whether we actually need it or not. And that's the part where I think moving forward, people will have to make some tough decisions to either say, hey, I can do without that. I don't need that. I'm going to recycle that. I'm going to go get me a used one or I'm going to go without it. It's going to be about five options rather than like, you know, let me go swipe a card. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Yeah, I mean, that's just. I don't think that's going to be the way. I don't, I don't think the amount of abundance we've had will remain for the majority. For whatever that's worth. Anyway, um, let's talk. Uh, Matthew, I got a Bitcoin thought there. I like that. I like that. I want to get into more of that. I really enjoy that. Uh, Bitcoin transactions can be performed using a scientific calculator and a ham radio or alternatively paper wallets. No doubt. And once again, here's the thing with, with Bitcoin. And I, I really love these discussions, man, because man, it's just it's just it's, it's enjoyable to just try to throw some curveballs and be proven wrong. I'm cool with that. But here's the thing: if your average, if if somehow, some way, there will be internet because they need internet to, you know, to, to track and trace and monitor and surveil everybody. So that's going to be that's not going to be an issue. Short- At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. 
behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Term might not be there, but easy access to internet, you know, we'll see. You might have to log on with your social credit score and pay your bills to your social credit score and all that, whatever. But as far as transaction, transacting in the form of cryptocurrency, most people will not have any when it's time to use it. And, and if they do, most people are not going to be looking to you know use it in actual everyday items, especially if it still carries a gold, gold version 2.0 type of status. So I don't see people really looking to transact in Bitcoin. Because to me, Bitcoin is version one, and I don't think it's going to be here longer than the central banks and governments. Because as long as the central banks and governments are still in control of things, believe me, they're going to change the rules of the game. So they're not going to have competition. Gangsters don't play fair. So using Bitcoin will not be preferred because unless they solve that privacy issue, I don't think it'll be safe to use that. And so I think privacy coins will probably get more usage and more people will probably end up putting more time and energy to developing that because it doesn't require government permission. It goes it goes underneath the table to where I don't think the version Bitcoin now will be around much longer in the long run if we get to that point where people are trying to actually use it for transactions. Because as of right now, people want to spend it out of the idea that it's going to always go up. But then again, you got to realize this. The greatest weakness to me in the whole proof of work is that the mining intensity will definitely become a problem after the CBDCs are fully rolled out because governments will literally, it's going to be a consensus war. Like I mentioned in one of my little tweets, there will be a consensus war because once proof of stake on Ethereum becomes a head honcho, there will be a flippany. Ethereum will surpass Bitcoin. And then politicians, including the bankers, will come out against proof of work coins. I guarantee you, because we can't have a net zero carbon future the way that we're being set up to have with all that intensive mining being done, whether, you know, whether or not, you know, the, you know, the governments will have that or not, we're going to find out. But just as easy as they came together to go against um, uh, Russia, believe me, governments can collaborate to definitely locate every single mining rig, because as I said before, every single mining rig is becoming a publicly traded company. So name one that's not going public. Celsius going public, Hive went public. So every single mining operation is a public company. And they will definitely, that's a that's a that's a flaw <laughs> because they're work they're more concerned with their profit rather than supporting the network, which is supposed to be f- to free people from the bankers themselves. And the bankers are funding it. Like it, it's it's just not working out well. It's just not turning. Bitcoin has become a financialized product. And once the bankers took it over, oh, man, you can kiss that, you know, disrupting the banks and we're going to be our own banks. All that stuff is out the question. And then I'm ranting a little bit. But here, you know, man, 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 it was um, what was it? I think it was Friday. I think it was Thursday or Friday. No, Thursday, I think. Uh, Reggie Middleton had a heck of a live stream. And of course, I watched it. And it actually, it you know, when I watched his live stream, I got excited because it will definitely be something that 
you cannot ignore because he's basically saying that now that Bitcoin has become a financial product in a sense. So let me share with you. I would encourage you to go check this out. But now that Bitcoin has moved well beyond what Satoshi in his white paper intended it for intended for it to become, it has now become a financialized product that the bankers now have an invested interest in. Mind you, with all the exchanges, Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, they're now becoming publicly traded companies if they're not already Coinbase is. But you got centralized exchanges, which have they, which use Bitcoin and other proofs of network, proof of coins, whatever, for products that they make money off of. And also you have the Wall Street banks that are funding the exchanges, NASDAQ and FTX and all that other stuff. So now Bitcoin is a product. And once the Bitcoin ETF is passed, that right there puts it in the same camp as a commodity as gold and silver. So you know what happened to gold and silver. So, <laughs> so here's that video I want to share with you guys. So here's the video right here. And so it says, yes, our patent covers Bitcoin as well. Maxis rejoice. So it got 2,100 views. And so basically sum it all up. By Bitcoin incorporating lightning to it and the companies that use lightning, lightning is a financial product, which basically exchanges value on a centralized network, which obviously falls under his patent for whatever it's worth. He's basically saying that you've infringed and we need to talk. And so if you've incorporated lightning to Bitcoin, and if you are a company that profits off of the transactions of lightning product or lightning Bitcoin moving back and forth, then we need to talk because that infringes on my patent. And so that right there, when I heard that got me excited because I'm like, that's the best thing I've heard in a while to reopen up the conversation of what is Bitcoin and what has it become? Because the Bitcoin that everyone is in love with now is not the Bitcoin that it was pre adoption push pre 2017 pre uh, MasterCard, the digital currency group and uh, all those other financial institutions basically having incentivized the developers and coders to further push the upgrade that took place in 2017 with um what the heck was that it was they upgraded something and so when that occurred that was a an altered version of bitcoin and then the financiers the monetary overlords changed the narrative of bitcoin it went from disrupt the banks to the bankers saying it's gold 2.0 and so now we got michael saylor the leading spokesman out here Basically, he is telling the world that, you know, gold is he tweets every once an hour, you know, some sophisticated technical engineer, entrepreneur, not, you know, you know, engineering type talk that's just hard to understand unless you in that world. It makes so much sense because he's so smart. But it just lets me know how Bitcoin that was sold as peer to peer payments is long gone. So you got to ask yourself, what really are you holding? And, you know, how stable will it be? Because I, once again, there's a consensus war coming. Anyway, I'm rambling too much. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Matthew says, I don't think, uh, believe the core of Bitcoin program has been changed to accommodate lightning. Are you talking about side chain? So as of right now, Strike, Jack Miller, and all of Square, and I think Coinbase, every single exchange and wallet that 
utilizes the uh, let me find out what upgrade it was. Let me let me confirm that. Let me give me one second here. Uh because there are there's a segwit. I'm sorry, okay, a segwit. Because along with the segwit upgrade came some other things. Uh Bitcoin 2017 upgrade. And so I'm just speaking from the top of my head. Let me confirm this. Um, my, 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 my Bitcoin. Let me see. Bitcoin's biggest upgrade. So Taproot is supposed to be uh, Bitcoin's online upgrade. Da, 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 biggest upgrade coming again four years was activated. Um, so let me. I gotta figure this out. But it's uh, Bitcoin went through a drastic change, just like Ethereum did, right before the 2017 you know ramp up for sure hands down hello caller what's name we call it from mike it's barlight broker from the internet barlight how you doing my man hey i got a new plan for all of us go ahead give it to me well we really can't do anything like proactive like i would want to Mm -hmm. but basically at this point i think the best thing all of us can do besides pray which that's probably the most important thing Mm -hmm. because whatever's going to happen is going to happen right we all need to educate everyone that we know and what you were saying earlier in the in the uh video here mm-hmm. how many times are we going to be lied to i mean i mike <laughs> i don't know how to express this to people i don't believe that a woman serial killer got 51 percent of the votes here in the united states i don't believe that <laughs> so right. That right there yeah. tells me that the voting system is completely rigged. Seventy percent of all women will not vote for a woman. That is a, a, a fact. Mm, okay, so, I mean, I don't know. I can't confirm that or deny that. So I'll take your word at it. But you know, for some reason, like you know, that over the last five, over the last six, seven, eight years, there was a mass, uh, there was a mass wave of uh, the feminist movement of like women. We don't need men. Be your own man and woman and all that other stuff promoting the separation of a man from a woman and all the biblical principles of, you know, a woman being under her husband and all that stuff was thrown out the window. So I wouldn't be surprised just out of sheer hate. They would rather see a woman than see a man just because we had the first melanated president and people voted for him just because his skin took color. Never mind what he was talking about. And we see how that turned out. You know, most people have realized he really wasn't doing much for people of, you know, of color of anybody of any kind. So that whole it was supposed to be it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Barack Hillary, then a then a then a then a probably a homosexual, then a transgender, then a that's the orders I think it was supposed to be, and something was disrupted, whatever that's worth, but could be. I don't believe anybody have voted for Obama because he mm-hmm. was black. I think he said a lot of valid things and a lot of good points, and mm-hmm. he told a lot a lot of good stuff, but he never did anything. Right, he did the same thing. Right, right. I know so people. It, it, I know people on my side of the table. People in my family, just because. I mean, it, I mean, they took it personal. They like they actually knew him, and they have, came out with songs called "My President Is Black, My Lambo's Blue." <laughs> so people got excited. <laughs> Anybody that vote anybody that voted for Obama his first term uh-huh. has nothing to be ashamed of. Right. He put on a good show. Oh, he's a he hell really of an did. orator. <laughs> I tell you what, I pray when I about his campaign, mm-hmm. even though I probably I mean I probably wouldn't have preferred uh, uh, any politician in that position. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was black didn't matter to me. He's from Illinois. He's from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, yeah. no one in Illinois heard of this guy 
been told he was running. Oh, he, he was a junior. He was a junior senator. Came out of the blue. He ain't got no real credentials. No oh. real credentials. But I mean, he was. He uh-huh. you know, he got somebody's. Uh, he got he got approved. He was not. He was not selected. He was chosen to be in that position. Just because that's how they all are. They all they all are chosen. Nobody's actually from the streets these days. We need to tell people, Mike, that we've been lied to so many times. We're not believing a damn word that they said. The media, the government, none of them. Just say it. It doesn't even matter what they say. Right. Because they rarely ever tell the truth. A hundred percent, man. I tell you what. I yeah. do believe that all this chess game planned out a long time ago, and you can call it destiny or fate or mm-hmm. biblical prophecies or whatever they want, but I, I'm thoroughly convinced that, that – if you have a high position of power, they know you have a level of greatness that they can't catch, like JFK Jr. or right. Sam Walton or somebody like that. Right. They're convinced that they'll, they'll just off you like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. If you, I mean, the Clintons have killed like 200 people in Arkansas. They have like a hit team on standby. Uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm probably next. Who knows? I, they better not come for this gold jewelry, boy. They'll be they'll beat their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, appreciate you calling as always, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Be good. Right, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, yeah, I just saw a nice little. Th- thought I'd share a little verse. You know, for for you know, I swear, you know, like this little bit of scripture here. First thing came to mind when I mentioned, you know, be under your husband. No, I mean just you know, biblically speaking, for those that comply and those who follow this uh, line of thought here, uh, it just says, women, submit to your husbands. Uh, as you do unto the Lord. And of course it goes the other way as well. You know, men, you know, you're supposed to watch over, take care and protect and all that other stuff for your woman. So that's how, you know, I, I, and I just, I always saw some look at it, but a lot of people don't need nobody nowadays. So, you know, do what you do, do what you do. Hello, call us. Where are we calling from? Hey, Mike, it's low blood pressure corpus Christi. How's it going? LBPZ doing good, man. What's going on with you? Hey man, I just I just got on, man. I I forgot you were gonna be on. Hey, I mm-hmm. saw that little image. You got all all the people coming in from the south. Man, yeah. I'm gonna fight the crowd. I'm gonna have to fight the crowd going back, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. You can jump in the crowd with him, man. Hey, but one thing is, you can only have a backpack, which you say you can't take that of your monster boxes. <laughs> Shit, they're gonna, they're gonna, I'm gonna be have the crowd serve, and they're gonna be bringing me back to America. Like, hell no, I need to go back south. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, this is this is some interesting stuff, man. It's just amazing how I'll say this, it's interesting how this whole caravan situation will be the largest of all times is right five months before the midterm election to further destabilize and distract and distort things and we're going to see if, if they're let in or not Biden's going to come out and say we need to stand with them and you know provide stimulus checks and yeah it's going to be some craziness i'm sure but it's entertainment on this side at this side at this point now so yeah what else going on with you man not much, man. I just enjoying life, Mike. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the destruction, but it, it never comes. I pray every night. I'm like, come on, God. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm straight. I can hold off. I can hold off. I want to enjoy some form of some form of normalcy before we lose that because I think you know once gas prices hit ten dollars in Texas, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to uh, do what you normally do as far as being able to travel freely and all that stuff without thinking about it first. 
And I'd imagine, you know, it's going to be higher food prices and all other stuff to come. And then the crash in the fall. So it's going to be a lot crazier before. I think everything go haywires, but I could be wrong. Hopefully I am wrong. No, Mike, don't be wrong. I want it to happen, you know? <laughs> we keep, look, we keep talking like, like, oh, all right, it's about to happen, and then nothing. Oh, you get all disappointed, you know? <laughs> Not me, man. I'm, I'm going to keep praying for better days, and I'm going to stick with that. But, hey, appreciate you, man. All right, Mike. Thanks for taking my calls. Good to hear you're doing all right. For sure. Same here, man. Be good. All right, bye. Yeah, good stuff, man. Okay, let's keep it going. Uh, S400 says, Mike, isn't it weird how they're emptying out the South American countries and making the U.S. a giant daycare center? Who is all that vacant land meant for? Mm, that's a good point. So, yeah, you – so that's that, you know, like, mind you, the whole you'll own nothing to be happy with it applies to South American countries as well. And so you have a lot of, I, you know, just a, assumption, a lot of uh, long-term generational – land in those regions there where people who may not have much else they were passed down land from their forefathers and grandparents and whatever because it's been in the family because i've seen and witnessed many situations where you have entire families piled up in one house or two house they just keep adding up you know those, those, those shanty little shacks they just add on top of each other and so the favela type places where they own the land but they everything else is just barely hanging on if they leave it they're going to bulldoze right on through, claim that land. And, of course, most people, just the government, just basically leave them alone so they're able to do what they do. But they clean house, take all that land. It's going to be a lot of special interest groups, companies, corruption, crime, criminals, bankers. They are coming for that land. And, mind you, that land, land, man, it just, it just really goes to show how important land is when Bill Gates came through and bought half the country. And, you know, basically just made that land unfertile. So they're not growing that now. And he's talking about creating, you know, this synthetic garbage to feed people, you know, from the lab, not even from the land. So it's like, damn, what's going on? But we knew what it is. We knew what time it is. Uh, what else we got here? Um, feel free to throw some thoughts. If you haven't already, hit the thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. Let me check and see if we got any what the thumbs up looking like. And all they do is just support the channel, man. It's a free way of donating. Just hit that thumbs up one time and it just shows your love for the channel and it always is appreciated. All right, let's keep it moving. Trump grandkids, uh, now Mandarin, <laughs> tell the story. Um, okay, I didn't know that. Maybe Murray, if you got some news, give it to us, man. Um, let me see here. Uh, Q says more food plants, fires, and fertilizer plants, too. Yeah, <laughs> X man, you you stay up on the on the on the, on the plants. You, you keep your eyes and ears to the ground on that stuff. Um, it says the euro dollar system needs new blood to produce and work. Uh, yeah, but not uh, yes, no, Carlos, because uh, let me share something else with you that uh, is also taking place. Um, that hasn't really been talked about much, but this is this will be the completion of the fourth industrial revolution. So here's something that is also, it's, it's, it's filling, it's filling up this, it's taking up the slack rather robot sales hit a record high in the first quarter of 2022. So, and some of the stats are quite alarming. It says, let me see here. It was like something for every three workers at like a fast food spot. They're able to save $16,000, you know, the equivalent of salary, 
was it per year or something? Well, I'm like, damn, like people don't know that by turning down these, these jobs, they're basically, they'll never come back again in this form. But then again, there'll be creation of new ones, but fast food jobs, anything that requires mindless work, it's going to be swept away by robots and ain't no coming back. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Da, da, da. So there were some figures. It's not in this article here, but as you guys see the headline, robot sales hit a record high. And it's just the, it was just the first quarter. Second going to be higher. Third going to be higher. Fourth going to be higher to the point where when people become desperate enough and just get tired of doing whatever they're doing, they're going to be begging to go back. And it's going to be too late because the robots are already going to got them. Already got them. But then again, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of questions as to how they're going to pull this off. Like, but mind you, you know, I'm of the mindset, you know, there might be some people who say that, you know, the, the resistance is stronger than the movement, but it's so subtle because the robot stuff, apart from you actually going looking for it, you may not even known that they just had a first time, all time high sales. And that's just in the U.S. So it's good to say every single country is progressing. And at the same time, all the developed nations that their wealth is heavily concentrated in housing or stocks. Those are the nations where the people stand to lose the most. And by the time all that stuff is probably washed away, the robotic infrastructure and the AI algorithms, automation algorithms will be right there to sweep in, to fill in the gaps and begin the rebooting process. When UBI is given out as well as all the other stuff that uh, will make up the new system that they're putting in place. So the reset is already taking place. Like we're already in the reset. Like a lot of people are looking for a certain time or a certain day. The reset, in my opinion, started when the first lockdown took place and we just, they literally shut the power off. That was a reset because they rebooted it back up and they were already spending deficits, cranking out all types of stuff, supply chain issues, energy crisis, all this stuff is deliberate, of course, but that was a, that was the beginning of the reset to me. And it could probably go back even sooner because when they stopped QE back in 2017, they knew that that was the last time they were going to be able to do that successfully. And here we are now, they're trying their second QT process. It ain't going to work. But I know, I know they know that they just thought they just stalling trying to buy some time. Um, so sunshine daydream says, what's your take on XRP role in the new world agenda? Love your show. Appreciate your sunshine. Um, man. So I got mixed feelings. Because I'm of the mindset that regardless of what your favorite project might be, and what I think one of the biggest concerns I have is that people have fallen in love with certain projects and protocols because their first thought is that because I was able to get in early or I got a lot of this particular coin in the form of having shares of a company that you're going to do well priced in dollars. And that's what I think the biggest mistake is because people are pricing the current valuation of those projects they have now in dollar terms, because that's what you see on the screen. But what about when we get to the point where you look to either, you know, go to an exchange, mind you won't be able to go to an exchange. And I share with you guys that HR 4741, how U S treasury, in a sense, will probably take over exchanges and they're going to have to track, trace, and everything to where they're going to automatically tax you when you go in, when you come out. So you ain't gonna, it's not going to be an easy transaction. Mind you, crypto is sold to the public as being a liberator. But as I mentioned before, 
it was a part of the trap in getting us to to buy in to the digital concept of giving our lives into the digital sphere. So my personal opinion is that, you know, it's going to work until it doesn't just because I, I mean, to me, everybody knows the XRP and it even says on their website, XRP is designed for the banks. But then again, it's irrelevant when people have fallen in love. They've taken a, a they've taken that road of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to profit or benefit off this. And they're going to try to they're going to go either rise with the tides or sink with the ship. And that's the part where it's like, man, like no single project to me that has a creator, a board, a treasury, a location, a geographical location, a team, core developers. And they're all publicly known individuals. None of those type of entities to me have any longevity in them or in order for them to exist and continue to be a valuable business, because they're all businesses now. There's no more just random free-flowing projects that people do from their mom and dad basement to disrupt things. These are all companies now operating with government permission to be compliant. They place compliance with the regulators above their communities, hands down. Like Just like on, just recently, this is off topic, but I was uh, on Twitter. I've been more active on Twitter, just you know, sharing my two cents. And I saw a comment made by Dash, the, the, the cryptocurrency Dash, in their community. And they were talking about, they were, the Dash comment, they were bashing another project. And I jumped in like, you know, Dash, you guys started off as a privacy coin. But when the regulators came down on your head, you decided to shift and, and you, you, got, you, you decided to shift narratives. You dialed back on the privacy talk that Dash was supposed to be about. You lessened it, you minimized it, you even removed it from some of your features, and now you went mainstream talking about the Dash direct payment method to get people to pay and use credit cards with your Dash. And I'm like, you guys basically sold out to your community. You're like, you were supposed to be a privacy coin, but because of compliance, you dropped the you dropped the privacy part, and now you just a regular regular coin, like one out of a thousand other coins. And the person replied back saying something like, "They, you know, we didn't drop our that privacy feature. Still one of our." main features but i'm like you don't promote it though you don't tell people that's what you start off as because that's not that's not that's not sexy no more and so i love going back and forth with people but about xrp everybody knows a banker's coin at what point do bankers play fair and at what point do bankers allow themselves to profit and their depositors and their stakeholders shareholders to profit i've never met a nice i've never met a friendly banker it's a part of the big boys club. Like Jamie Dimon ain't your friend. The big, the too big to fail banks, they're not your friend. Right now, they're, just to show you they're not your friend, because they are the primary shareholders of central banks, everything that the regulators, the governments, and the central banks do is in the best interest of these same banks. And to think that XRP, Ripple Lab, just got back from Davos two weeks ago, like, you know, Garland House, Swartz, and the whole team, no doubt sat down with, you know, Claw Swab because XRP has been chosen. XRP is the chosen company that will help bring in the one world government. And people are like, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, people, you know, you know, I just, you know, I, you know, I just, yeah, I just ripple when I, when, you know, ripple when I first found out everything about it back in what 2000, I think 14, 
I realized that I wasn't going to willingly support somebody that the whole crypto move was supposed to be about disrupting. We went from disruption to adoption to now compliance to where I'm just more than confident in saying that the consensus model will change. Like no, no consensus algorithm will remain the same. And I was like, I feel hundred percent confident because banks will always do what's in the best interest of themselves and governments will support that. And you mean to tell me they're going to let your average mom and pop Joe be able to live and enjoy this financial heist with no cost. Either it's going to come through taxation or they're going to change the consensus algorithm or just through other world events. It's going to be a problem. And so I'm trying to actually, you know, get into some of my, I'm trying to open up some windows here so I can pull up one of my little graphics here, but uh, I'm not a fan. And uh, you know, but once again, I don't want to, I hope I'm wrong. I'm just a man with an opinion, but if I'm right, it won't be pretty. Uh, let me find this little, uh, let me find my visual aid, man. Let me, let me see if I can find my visual aid real quick, but I may or may not be able to find it. Um, let me see if I can find it. Okay. Yeah. So what I did was if it pops up here. Okay. So let me show it on the screen here. So for those that might be new, perhaps you may not know what I'm talking about. I put it up here. So if you go to rethinkingadollar.com forward slash Rothschild, I put up my little, uh, let me move this out the way. I put up my, as I call it, the Rothschild Hegelian dialect. And so what it does, it just gives you my, it gets, to me, it summarizes why we're here. Only reason we're talking about money and crypto is because the federal uh, economist covered in 1988 told us that we're going to have a currency problem. So the fact is, you know, how coincidental is it that the solution happened to be the same thing? The bankers are looking excited. The bankers are excited about the same thing. Like the fact that people don't question that. And, you know, one of the other things that bother me is that the fact that crypto and the way that it is now came through a certain project called Bitcoin from a Satoshi Nakamoto. And nobody seems to really even care to where it's like, you know, would you want to get to the ground roots of that to make sure that it is what it is and it's not a Trojan horse? Similar to how COVID came about. It's been two years now. Nobody gives a damn where it came from now because it's here. But so it's like it, it was a trap. It was a setup. It was done intentionally. Do you think Bitcoin was accidental? It was not done intentionally too? You know what I'm saying? Like in the midst of a reset, people like 2020 was the year of the reset. Like everything is being redone. And all of a sudden we, we got some back doors out of this. At the same time, they're not telling us about gold and silver. They don't want gold and silver to be in nobody's mind. They don't want nobody's mom and granddaddy passing down silver and gold. But then again, we got Congress people out here saying, you know, the digital revolution, we got to be the forefront leaders of, you know, Bitcoin technology. We got to do mining. And anyway, I get tired of talking about this. <laughs> persistence over persistence. Can I support the page by sending you XRP? <laughs> I don't have a wallet, buddy. So I, <laughs> I appreciate the love offering, uh, but you can convert it to something else. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I do take, I, you know, once again, I'm not a fool. You know what I'm saying? I, re- I recognize value has the value that there is in that short term. So I do have options that people can, you know, if you want to donate, uh, make a small donate donation to the channel. Um, you guys can do that via crypto. Let me see. What, let me, I forgot what my page was. Anyway, get ready to doubt. I'm just rambling right now. But anyway, I uh, love being able to connect with my people. And uh, be back again tomorrow, same time, same place, for those that uh, 
want to hang out? Let me see if I can find that the page. Oh yeah. So if you go, if you're if you're interested in donating, I never say no. Go to uh, rethinkingthedollar.com forward slash donate, and you can donate there uh, because there is value in those things there, and they will be good be could be put to good use. It's called getting your weight up. Anyway, um, yeah. So back at it again tomorrow, same time, same place. Uh, it's always good to connect. And looking forward to doing so tomorrow. <laughs> They're okay with gold silver when it's chipped. <laughs> Very true. Anyway, hope you guys had you know had fun hanging out amongst the community. What I encourage you to do, we can keep this party going. Go over to the um, Telegram page. Social media link is down below. Go to the Telegram. Go to the Discord. Share your videos from your favorite content creators, favorite articles, and I grab those things and I bring them to the live streams throughout the day. So that's just a way to stay plugged in. But um anyway be blessed be safe back at it tomorrow lord willing and as always get your weight up stay prayed up get your calories up get your water up do everything you can to prepare in a natural sense what ultimately all falls on the lord and uh faith is the ultimate currency we have to interact between the natural and the spiritual and uh yeah let's pray for each other man and build one another up because that's us we are all we have ultimately we're family people anyway be blessed be safe see you guys later shalom